architect and interior design show would not be possible without the support of our official partner, Studio Banyo, the architect's choice for bathware. Book a product presentation for your practice with Tony Rollins. Well, hi, and thanks for tuning in. I thought I'd try something a little bit different today regarding interior design. Getting back closer to where it starts, perhaps, I suppose after someone has the inspiration to become a designer, either commercial or domestic, education comes into it. And there's a campus that I'm pretty well aware of because I've visited it a few times here in Sydney, in St. Leonard's, and it's called the Sydney Design School. And I'm going to meet the founder and principal, Amanda Grace. Hello, Amanda. Hi, thank you for um, welcoming me into your podcast today. It's my great pleasure. I've met quite a few of the uh, your staff and colleagues, but uh, this is the first time I've met you and it's virtual. Got a bit of an accent there, Amanda. You're either from Tasmania or somewhere else. Where would it be? I'm from the UK. I'm a North London girl. North London, lovely stuff. Tell me, how did you get started? What made you decide to found this school? What's the background that started this all off? Well, my my initial qualification was in interior architecture. So I did a degree at Leeds University when I was back in England. Um, and then when I um, came over to Australia, I decided to do a postgrad in adult education, which um, um, really sort of brought to, together my two favorite loves, one of which is design and the other one is educating people. And I think, um, this business for me has been sort of a fantastic accumulation of both of those loves. Um, but my background, you know, in terms of my work life has obviously been working as a designer, which I still do. Um, but also um, I've had lots of jobs writing courses and curriculum and helping people set up their training organisations and working as consultants in businesses. So by the time I started Sydney Design School 15 years ago, um, I was really pretty well sort of set up. I had a really good, um, had great past experience. And um, I think I've sort of brought all of that into the school and been able to really do things um, to a pretty high sort of standard for myself. Yeah, well, I've, no I've noticed it's a pretty high standard. As I said before, I've, I've, I've dealt with your, uh, your colleagues and I find them very impressive to say the least. I mean, and that that really is it. And and obviously I've met some of the students from time to time uh, when they're working on bathrooms because bathrooms are my thing, I suppose. And I, looking over their shoulders at the work and, and, and listening to them talk, I've been very, very impressed by their, their focus and their direction. Um, nothing cookie cutter about it and they're thinking outside the box and they seem to be encouraged to do so I mean how did you bring all that off I mean the, the staff your colleagues are pretty good oh they are I mean I we've got about 30 odd teachers now that come and go during the week and I mean I had worked for other um, places in the past and I just found that a lot of teachers have been sitting in the teaching role for the last 
sort of 15, 20 years. And as you know, the design industry, it doesn't matter what facet of the industry you're looking or working in, it changes monthly. Every year we're looking at new products and new trends and new legislation. Um, so in terms of my teachers, um, other than um, a couple of full-time people who I'm very lucky to have um, working with me, everybody else has to work in their own business at least um, two days a week for them even to be able to have a teaching role with me. And I really think that's brought a very different flavor to the school in terms of how we deliver, what we deliver, the types of projects we're able to do. Um, you know, I think it's really sort of kept us at the forefront. So something that I something that I came up with 15 years ago, we're still doing today. Um, and I, I do think it's been a real positive for us just in terms of the energy, um, all of those teachers work in their own businesses, some of them solely at home, um, and they actually come in and they're their own community. So we've almost built this sort of wonderful community of people from all different sort of um, areas of the design industry that actually they love each other. They bounce off each other. Um, I think they they have a great energy with the students and um, and the students are getting, you know, the latest and the greatest. So, um, yeah, that's... Yeah, that, that goes a long way to explain it, I guess, because they're not just academic and not just teachers. They actually have a working background that's current. Uh, and that 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 probably explains a lot of the enthusiasm that I've noticed when I'm there. It, it, it's really quite quite dynamic. So, what what? Tell me a bit about the the courses. Well, we have a whole sort of range of courses. So, I mean, people and people want different outcomes. Um, we have courses for people that want to be interior decorators and, and work in that sort of decoration side. But the predominantly we um, have sort of career courses for people that want to work in that residential commercial design sector. Um, and, and then we also have a whole lot of sort of short courses, professional development type courses for people that are out there working in the industry that really, really want to up, upgrade their skills. And, and I think that's something about our industry. I mean, as I said earlier, it's changing constantly. And I think us as designers, and I'm a designer myself, a lot of time and energy, I think, goes into us looking at products and making sure we're choosing the right thing for the right purpose. And um, yeah, so we also run quite a few things like um, the AutoCADs and the SketchUps. And, and then for people that are just interested in doing something for themselves that are not even interested in a career, we have a whole lot of sort of summer school, winter school courses that are just short courses for people that just actually want to come and design their own bedroom or their own living space. So we've de developed a really sort of broad suite of um, courses to appeal to a whole range of different uh, markets. Well, that's pretty fascinating. So for the, the average student, it's not a sort of a set and forget thing. They can come back and, and upskill. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's a constant because you're learning and advancing at the same time, I guess. So you're, you're passing that knowledge on. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that's fascinating stuff. I, as I said, I was thrilled to see the, the bathrooms. I, I don't know what other rooms they do, but a bathroom, well, it's, it's, it's quite complex. And uh, I was really just amazed at the, the quality of the work on the several times that I've been there. Uh, and that that is absolutely sincere. They are a delight, but then so are your colleagues. Um, 
I think I think with bathrooms, I mean, I do a lot of residential design myself. In fact, I've just done in the last couple of months, three or four bathrooms. Um, and I've got to say out of anything that we do in residential design, I think bathrooms are probably the most challenging. And, you know, it, I think if you're going to slip up in an area, it will be in your bathroom. And it's probably one of our most expensive um, areas that you've, you've just got to get it right. And you've got to really understand all of the different sort of facets of, you know, how it all comes together and, you know, the the string of trades that come in and when they come in and what fittings will work where and heights and yeah. types of fittings. I mean, I do think bathrooms out of anything is probably our most complex area. It's a tough one. Uh, and, and particularly as the, the client base, generally speaking in Australia, is pretty slow to upgrade or update a bathroom. They want it to last for 20 years. And yeah. if, and very often their, their ideas are actually uh, unrealistic or related to something they're already dealing with rather than looking at what's coming up in, in terms of their life, their lifestyle yeah. uh, and or design. So, yeah, it's, it, it, it's pretty fascinating, I guess, in that respect. Well, I think, I mean, I think per square metre of bathrooms, your most expensive space. I mean, you, you're going to spend a lot of money or even on a small bathroom now when you sort of go through everything that you've got to pull together. I mean, it's, it's a very expensive area that you, you've got to get right. You've got to think about what's the brief, who's going to be using it. I mean, you know, there's no point putting in a great big deep bath that, you know, and you're going into your 70s. And, and I know this because I'm 60 coming up just getting into those height baths, you know, there's a, a struggle there. So I think sometimes, you know, we're not planning for the future. Yeah. They do That's... last, you know, a bathroom will last for 20 years. And, um, you know, you've got to be, think about what is it? What, what is the future? You know, what stage am I going to be at? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was alluding to, actually. We, we I, I just got back, fortunately, about three weeks ago from Italy, where I got to visit our manufacturing partners. Uh, so aside from being nice to travel again, uh, it was great to catch up and see products that we've had been working on through COVID, under development to actually see the, the finished thing. And to me, one of the most interesting things we're going to be doing in 2023 but we've got a lot of work and my colleagues in marketing have got a, more work to do on this than I is something we're going to call the inclusive bathroom which for the first time as far as I know you will be able to get bathroom accessories that are disabled and ambulance compliant such as rails etc etc a towel rail or a, that will take 150 kilos that also works as a grab bar but actually is aesthetic because right now everything is horrific. It's, it's insulting to people with a, any form of disability or ambulance problem. Or there's someone who maybe is 60 now and looking at what the hell am I going to be doing in the bathroom when I'm 80? This stuff you can live with, it's aesthetic. Um, yeah, yeah it's, that's the sort of thing we do. And uh, it's kind of exciting at this end as well. I've just pulled a whole lot of those out and they were very ugly. 
So yeah. I think it's fantastic to see some new products coming in, some of those areas. Well, keep your eyes on it, probably towards the middle of uh, middle of 23, but I think it's going to cause a, a, quite a sensation. I, I might forward you on the sly after this a little bit of preliminary stuff and give me a call and I'll... I'll, I'll explain it to you. Um, in fact, it's probably something that at, at some stage next year might be worth showing your students because I'm very interested in that, the students. I've, I've asked them who wants to go into private practice and who wants to work for a corporate. And they all know already which mm. direction they want to go in. Mm. I find that fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also, I mean, we do a lot of work in aged care. Um, I mean, you know stuff like that for for the aged care market is just fantastic you know not to make people feel like they're old by giving them sort of daggy looking products to to deal with for the rest of their lives yeah there's that and it's interesting it was probably 20 years ago i was working with a practice who were designing a hotel and their concern then and i found this is is common sense is that uh with the uh, disabled and ambulance compliant rooms, which you have to have a certain number of anyway, uh, the aesthetic was so poor, no matter what they would do. And the problem for the hotelier was if those were the last rooms left to lease rent, quite often people won't take them. So they're almost a dead weight for the hotelier. I never even guessed that that was the case. So hopefully this direction that we're taking will help to... Uh, to change that, that. And, and not insult people anymore for heaven's sake yep. so yeah i think you know i'm head we're heading in that direction so it's good for us uh yeah i, I i'm already in that direction but so i'm i'm ahead of you i'm afraid but so any any advice for up and coming students what 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 advice would you give them aside from yeah, look, I mean, I think generally, I mean, I've seen a real change just in people even acknowledging that interior design, interior decoration is actually a profession. And I, so I think, I mean, for any of your sort of listeners, it's a booming industry. And in fact, the, the government have just put us up now as a as a priority requirement for employ, you know, to be training people because um, I think with things like Instagram, Facebook, I mean, we're everybody, every man and his dog is now exposed to imagery every day of how things might look in their own home. And I think that's really created a boom and an understanding. I mean, yes, some people think they can be their own designers and they often fail. Um, but I do think this is an area um, where I think we're going to see great employment actually over the next sort of 10 years so I, I think that my advice if if it's something that you've always wanted to do go and do a course and you know actually learn um, the skills of an interior designer if you think that you're that sort of creative person um, yeah so yeah look I think just just do it and you know le learn all these learn all these amazing skills even if you're doing it for yourself actually and we do we have a lot of people that just come because they're designing decorating fixing up their own spaces so um yeah that makes a lot of sense amanda 
So I'd like to thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to actually coming over to the school again at some stage. And uh, next time, I better meet you in person. None, none of this virtual business, okay? Sounds good. Excellent. Thank you for inviting me. It's been my pleasure. Thanks, Amanda. And thanks to the Sydney Design School. You're welcome. See you, Tony. Thank you.